You're listening to Sideshow Network. Check out all of our shows at sideshownetwork.tv. This is the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We're coming to you nationwide. We are coming to you worldwide on the Sideshow Network. It's Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim Cren. Jim Cren, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. And we have our, our our guys behind the scenes here. Wayne Wow is uh, got it. Get it all ready, right, Wayne? Got the sound. Without Wayne, we have no sound. Yep. He's the man. Exactly. Yeah. Dave Settlemeyer, Josh Folio, Frank Mergia, and in the studio, obviously uh, on Mike. You know, partners in crime here. Mike Wysocki, Mike Sasson, Terry Jones. Uh, I finally finished that book, Jordan Rules. Yes. Yes. What a great book. Recommend everybody read it. What an asshole he came off as. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that about him, yeah. You know? Uh, I've uh, as I'm reading, I thought maybe it's going to like warm up and he's going to become this warm, nicer guy. No. Mm-mm. Pretty much an asshole the whole time. The whole book. <laughs> I, I've heard that about him. Yeah. I've heard people that had encounters with him. Um, somebody had an issue with him. He used to wash the cars. and uh, Or no, somebody used to wa- wash his car in Chicago. He would take it. Back in his early days, yeah, and he would be like, "If you scratch my car," and just like say crazy shit to people, just talk to them <laughs> like they weren't human. Like, well, that's instant. what's weird. Whenever, well, he he was the great, most talented basketball player that has ever lived. Yeah, really, you can't argue that. But to win the championship, he there was a uh, Phil Jackson kept pointing out in that book that there was only one team. And it was when Kareem Jabbar was with Milwaukee that ever won a championship with a scoring champion. So teams with scoring champions don't win championships. Yeah, It's about passing the ball, and he had a battle that entire season to get him to pass the ball to Paxson, different players. And he finally, in Pippen. Paxson. In Pippen, yeah. <laughs> so he finally got them, finally got him passing. But he would do things that would annoy the players. Like, they made the playoffs that year, and, and this is their first championship run. And he'd refer to his the players he was with. Could you imagine how arrogant my supporting cast? And it pissed them off. Mm-hmm. In a way, it was. Somebody could have maybe said that. Somebody said that a couple times. Writers. And he'd say, yeah, my supporting cast was really there. And that just got under their skin being called the supporting cast. But then they won the championship and everything. And they yeah. obviously won. A, how many won? Six? Yes. Six. Six titles. Six the only eight time, years. And, yeah, the only time. And it would have probably been eight straight if he didn't go play baseball. Yeah. Or... Maybe get kicked out for gambling. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, he got so bored. He was making so much money. They touched on it a little bit that year. He's Well, here's the thing. He would go out and play 36 holes of golf mm-hmm. and play a, a game, a basketball. 36 holes. Playoff games. He'd go and play, play 36 holes and play hoops. And his knees were hurting. He's, he's getting, starting to get tendonitis. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, you want to cut back Which golf? is painful as and, hell. Yeah. He'd uh, say, no, I'm not cutting back. It's, it's pretty wild. Well, here's the thing. Like, that kind of, like, behavior. Like, we all sit here and say, oh, that's terrible. But there's a part of me that believes that to get to that level. I mean, yeah, he's a talented athlete. Right. But to get to that level of championship, you almost have to be that kind of nutso, determined, just weird 
kind of guy. Like every time I hear about some amazing businessman or an right. amazing artist, they have some drive. Like they that. have some drive, but they just do something weird or they just have something in them that makes them go to that level. And so I, to him, I think it was almost challenging himself in a sense of not only is am I going to win this playoff game, I'm going to win going up to that playoff game, and it's just a weird thing. With well, that. they mentioned in the book he, he gambled on everything, like in the locker room and everywhere. Mm-hmm. He'd have yeah. to give $100 here and there, throwing paper in a basket and stuff like that. And then according to the author, he didn't pay half the time. They, I it, believe it. He does, yeah, it was pretty wild. It's, Ra- it's an interesting interesting guy, mm-hmm. complex Com- guy. Chameleonaire had a uh, rapper, a uh, chameleonaire. Uh, <laughs> extraordinaire. No, uh, Chameleonaire had a very interesting story about Michael Jordan. Yeah? What happened was he got invited to a... Uh, Michael Jordan throws these, like, things for his shoes uh, with Nike, you know, because Jordans right. are, like, They're the big huge thing. still, So yeah. they had this, like, huge event, and it was a charity thing. So he said... This was at the time when Reggie Bush was actually dating Kim Kardashian. Hmm. Chameleonaire and Reggie Bush are bidding for this jersey, but... Reggie Bush keeps going up to impress Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. So Chameleonaire is like, stop it. We can split the money, get this jersey, and we can still get the charity. So he bought the jersey. They get it or whatever. And he spends the money. He wants to meet Michael Jordan, his hero. This is someone that he grew up with. You know, right. He wants to say hey. He goes into the event, and they have, like, the rope-off thing. And it was a specific player. I think it was, like, Stoudemire. Somebody was there that Chameleonaire knew. And he daps him up, and he's like, hey, man, what's going on, Camille? He's like, oh, what's happening? It's Stoudemire. Oh, you want to meet Jordan? Yeah. So he meets Jordan, and Jordan goes, uh, he goes, hey, man, this is Camille He said, I don't give a fuck who he is. <laughs> and he goes, wait, what? He said, you're just another N-word to me. Wow. Jordan uh, says this, like talking that? down to him, yes. Like- and Camille <laughs> is confused. He's like, man, I just bought, he's like, no, I'm not like, it's no problem. I just bought that jersey right. for the charity. Mm-hmm. He said, you know what? How about I sign a jersey right now? You bat off me. And, like, it's talking shit to Chameleonaire, making this dude. Right. So Chameleonaire's like, I want to fight him at this point. And Stoudemire's like, oh, you know, nah, he's cool. He's like, I don't give a shit who he is, man. I'm Michael Jordan. And just made it. Man. If you get a chance, you got to YouTube this. And then he leaves, and he said that he ran into another rapper, Young Jock. And he goes, man, don't go in there. Don't meet Michael Jordan. He's an asshole. Like he, his whole dreams are broken at this uh-huh. point. In well, time. I wonder why. I wonder why though. I mean, I I met him a couple times just to say hello and yeah. chat uh, at uh, the Lemieux Foundation Golf Tournament, and it couldn't have been nicer. Nice guy, black guy. Maybe he has these moods where he's one day he's. I don't know. Oh, they say he's, he was crazy. he's the king, you know, in a way. I and mean, he yeah. still is. He's a smart businessman. He is not playing, and he is still a force in business. He's still a, a force. He's, he's built a billionaire his legacy. Now. He's a billionaire. He just right? finally made $1 billion. Wow. Yeah. A, and there's never been a billionaire athlete ever that has actually owned a billion dollars. Yeah. None. Tiger right. Woods was going to be that until oh, he, he was screwed close. it up. Is he close? How about well, how about is Magic close? He's gonna be close, right? Magic has like he's like seven hundred, eight hundred million dollars okay. or something. So crazy, Jordan Jordan is I mean, I look up the net. And if you want to talk yeah, about Jordan. he's the only guy that comes to mind who might be a more talented basketball player. Just because a six nine point guard is just yeah. incredible. That's, That's the true. only guy he's even come close. Oh yeah, for but sure. in terms close, of a, yeah, but in but, terms of a businessman, I think Magic Johnson, in my opinion, because of everything he does outside of it with like theaters and all that kind of stuff, might beat Michael Jordan, but not in terms of his brand. Yeah, Michael Jordan is the first ever billionaire. No, the athlete. AIDS really tarnished hurt him. 
No, yeah. help, <laughs> no, I had help. He's okay though. He's he's he beat it. I, I guess think right. The, I, I think the AIDS helped him. He got the good. Kind. I mean, yeah, he got the good. Kind. He got the sunny side up AIDS uh-huh. because or he gained weight. Yeah, he gained weight. And he made, gained uh, money. Yeah, and he gained money. He gained teams. <laughs> he owns part he of owns the Dodgers. Theaters. Yeah. yeah, he does. He's part of the Dodgers. Well, that's the other thing about like the, you, I thought it was the how angels. do you scare Ma- how Rogers. do you scare Magic Johnson with health related things anymore? Yeah, really. After that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like hey, you're 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 you you know you really need to cut back on this. Is it worse than what I had before? No. Then guess what? I'm eating cake. Just what? One more story to tell you from the book, and I'll, I'll drop the book. Just one more I have to tell you is um, Charles Barkley. And according to this book, Jordan Rules, which is the 20th anniversary for this book, you can get it on Kindle or whatever, or you know, buy it. But uh, I recommend buying it. Uh, I recommend reading it. But uh, Jordan, uh, they they were all trying out for the Olympic team in '84. Barkley was just dominating out of Auburn and just killing it. Mm-hmm. Best player on the court, they said. The round mound, the rebound. They were calling him the fat, the fat Jordan. They were joking yeah. around. <laughs> but he was dominating. He makes fun of Knight's shoes on, in a picture. They're going to do a group picture. Knight comes out and he goes, Hey, man, look at those shoes. Where'd you get those from your grandfather? When your grandpappy's shoes. There's a grandfather's shoes. It keeps out, and Knight is pissed. Yeah. And they're like, shh, shh, shh. Charles, be quiet. Says, no, no, I can't be quiet. Hot. Look at taking a picture with his grandfather. She it keeps on, and, and he says, "Night under his breath, goes, you're an asshole, Charles." <laughs> <laughs> the next day, he was cut. Oh, that's so awesome. they said it was his defense. Oh, jeez. They said, "Oh, he has to improve his defense." Is that when he played for the Pistons? He was uh, he just Philly. We just got. He was going to Auburn because it was back he when just, they couldn't play pros. He was right out of Auburn. He didn't play. Yeah, it was still college players. Wait, he was Philly, and then where else did he go? Uh, with the it, Phoenix. Phoenix. He went Phoenix. That's what it was. Philly was his main. Detroit was Dennis Rodman. Yeah, my bad. Yes, yes, yeah. and uh, then the Bulls, obviously, because they, you know, they, they liked to help we play. And uh, Phil Jackson, though, man, what a great coach! My God, built a mold. Of, then the then the Lakers, eleven rings. That's amazing. Not exactly it? doing real well as a GM with the Knicks, though, right now. Up After in New that, York, what else can you do? Up come in on, New York, they rings. want to throw them into the East River. They're, they're yeah. not happy with them right now. But yeah. 11 rings, come on. Well, uh, what you call it has 11 rings. Who? The, the most low-key basketball player, and he's one of my favorites, and it's not a showboat, Bill Russell. Oh, yeah. 13? Bill has, no, he has 13. 11 on. He has Bill 11 has rings. A, as many rings as Phil? He has 11 rings on his hand. I'm not, I'm wow. Wow. Riley, but Pat Riley, because they count as, as he's the president of the, uh, the Miami the Heat, Heat yeah. right? Yeah. He's got to be up there because yeah. he got him as coach for the Lakers. Yeah. But, I mean, for a player to have for, 11 rings that's, is insane. Oh, that's impressive. No, yeah. That's crazy. No one else has that. Well, he was just dominating, man. But that was in a time when there weren't a lot of tall guys. Like, Will Chamberlain, when Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell were think about this. Will Chamberlain was just a great athlete, mm-hmm. but he was also seven-foot great athlete. He scored 100 points in the game. What is that like? That must be pass Wilt the ball. Yeah. Boom. They didn't have goal, like they didn't have goaltending back then. Oh, they didn't. You were allowed to swipe the ball. They made that rule because, because of Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain. And the three-second rule about staying in the box because – it would have you been have like <laughs> little kids for him. Yeah, you just give him the ball. You can't touch it. He's holding it up like this. He slams. But it. you want to talk <laughs> hundred points. But you want to talk about the definition of why you say a scoring champion can't win a title for years? Wilt couldn't win anything, no. right? Because of the fact that Russell and the Celtics were a better team. Yep. And then they would go up against Wilt Chamberlain, and they'd they'd be able to beat him because it was just one guy versus a team. It was. But you have to have a team 
to win. And, yeah. and I think in sport, in That's business, in radio, in podcast, really, I think you have to have a, a team. And, you know, Kareem Jabbar, I say, was the only scoring champion, the only one to win. But he had Oscar Robertson on his team. Oscar Robertson's the, wow. the all time, one of the greatest assistant mm-hmm. yeah. players ever. So he did have a player who could, you know, withstand having a guy who scored all the time or needed the shots all yeah. the time. Bill so Rock. Pretty cool. Bill Russell said, um, Spike Lee did a really good documentary on Bill Russell because he was just talking about how great of an athlete he was, but how low key he was. Because right. Will Chamberlain was, I'm getting the women, I'm get this. You saw his house before, it's insane. Mm-hmm. He had a room full of mirrors and like a fluffy bed in the middle of it. <laughs> just that's Will Chamberlain. Like he was a show off, he was in movies. Thousand women. Uh, 20,000. 20, was it 20,000? 20, 20,000. John Witherspoon has a joke. I, he says amazing. Staples Center holds 20,000 people, and Wilt Chamberlain fucked all of them. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so classic. Do you believe that number? 20,000. Yeah, can can he, he sleep he, with 20,000? Well, he said since women. he was a teen. He claims. Type, still, <laughs> here's the thing. He claims that he was. <laughs> here's exactly. Jimmy, to. since he was 14. <laughs> he Damn, cl- when it started working, he went working. Yeah, that means he would have had to have like group sex. He claims yeah, he that he was that. just basically going. You know, I've had so I've had 20,000 women. He wasn't like giving a. Oh, exact I thought he was number. giving a number. He was. He claims that it was just him just saying His ballpark. Yeah, he was given a ballpark. He that's still orgies. a crazy ball court. An orgy <laughs> was Tuesday for him. That's yeah, a normal orgy, Tuesday. that's uh, between three to five people or more. Yeah. So he might have been in a mall. Walked in a room and went, there we go. I think that's yeah. more I think that's more tiring than the 36 rounds of golf, if you had one of those before so. a playoff yeah. game. Yeah, and uh, you know and he, he did. had to have a lot of sex before the games. We did 20,000. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, John Witherspoon's joke also says <laughs> that it's funny. He does the, the humping motion. But he said for you to do that, you would have to be having sex all Day so he right. like he does the motion where he's Pre-game, brushing his post-game. teeth and he's humping right. and then he's yeah. passing oh, yeah, he the ball sex. and, <laughs> and right. shooting. It's so funny, but the only time and he didn't have sex was during the game, and he may have had we don't know. Yeah, he probably had someone in the back. He had some women in the locker room. You never know. <laughs> and that's how they founded the Laker girls. No, um, <laughs> I know somebody said the, the joke, but the irony his name's Wilt. It's amazing. Yeah, Wilt. That had to be a right, that has to be a joke. Someone had to write it. Mike, did you write Wilt that joke? I don't know. I don't know. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it all it makes make sense. sense. I'm sure someone has that joke. Out See, there. Bill Russell said the only thing that he could do when he played Wilt Chamberlain because they were the big guys, right? Was he said he knew Wilt was so good at defense that his goal. When they played, was to hurry up and get down to the hoop faster than he could because he was the only person that could score up against Wilt. Wow. So what he would do is he would let Wilt score on purpose. Right. That way he would be set up to go score. Hmm. And it was a game of who could score, could score more, more faster. The first book I ever read as a kid, and I was like probably 12, was the Lou L. Cinder story, hmm. which was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> so I, don't, I followed him. You know, I live in, grew up in Pittsburgh, Steeler fan, you know, a Pirate fan, obviously Penguin fan. We don't have an NBA team. So for some reason, well, because I just, I'd watch him in college, UCLA, and it was, he was dominating. So as a little kid, I started following him with the Bucks, and I, and a book came out where he went to like Powell High or something. I can't remember. I think it was a high school Powell or something like that. But anyway, so I wanted to be, Lou Cinder, then later Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. and I in street basketball would practice the sky hook, and I would and I don't forget only one difference. I was at the time probably five foot two, <laughs> but I would practice the sky hook, and then I'm telling you, I could hit it 
from anywhere. And when we would play pickup games, no one could stop it because I don't know. I would just come up from the side and <laughs> block it. It's a great movie. Can't be stopped. I don't know why more people don't use well, it. That's why Kareem yeah. came up with it is because he was playing like like nine, ten years old in the streets of like New York City. And the only shot that he knew it was not going to get rejected because he was playing grown men mm-hmm. was that was the sky hook. And that's why he developed that shot. But this is the thing. Crazy. It's great. I, I wish we had phones back then for video. Because I'm sure I look like a little crazy person doing it. <laughs> In my mind, I was Will. In my mind, I was just like that little, poop, give me the ball, sky hook, swish. But I was this little goofy guy. You're probably, <laughs> you're probably killing it, it though. Yeah, I was. But, it, but probably just the people just looked like just throwing up on my hip and just throwing a ball and was going in. And it was it was killing. I was mm. scoring left and right. It was crazy. <laughs> Did you actually? Did you guys actually have a hoop, or did you guys have to use the milk crate? I had a hoop. No, we had a real hoop. Ah, oh, see, they had a hoop on a wall, on a brick wall. So if you drove, you went into the wall. Wasn't good. But they have an actual <laughs> Another reason net, to come or up. just a round hoop with nothing on it. Round hoop with the net. Yeah. Sometimes the net was broken. Yeah, yeah you would always get a net missing. Yeah, but yeah. we had the net, the and then we would change, go up yeah. to uh, pull a shell, and we play, and then we go up in, in areas East Liberty, and we would play. Pickup games. I'm sure Penley Penley Apartments has to be. Yeah, I play all. Oh, yeah, I used to yeah. play pickup all the time. I'd love play, but uh, man, I love this guy. Hope that was my first. But the second book I ever read was amazing. Was was Jim Bouton Ball Four? Oh, it's a great book. Yeah. And I was amazed as I was like 15, 16, and it was like, holy shit, these guys are taking greenies. They're taking pills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's crazy, you know. The, now it's like that's nothing. Greenies yeah. like vitamins now for players. Yeah, yeah. But it was the first time where these heroes were like human beings. That was the first time I think it was exposed that the that underworld of you at know, the time Detroit. that at was the time it was, he was yeah yeah he was blackballed from baseball and all that mountain mm-hmm. at the time and it really was nothing now. Now it's mild. Yeah, but yeah. you think about, like, that's the one thing about a Major League Baseball season. Everybody talks about baseball players being, like, softer than hockey or football players. Yeah. 162 games and I think something like 185 days or something oh, like that. They had, it's they, ridiculous well, they the that, amount of – I mean, just keep coming back and back and back. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. They would get mad if you weren't doing – if you did a doubleheader and you weren't taking greenies, they would get mad. They would call it playing naked. So the doubleheader, mm-hmm. pitcher would be mad. Pitcher say, you're not on greenies. What are you playing naked like that? You know, it's a doubleheader. You should be – Backing me up, hustle yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Now I, I guess they, they don't take greenies. Now do you think they take greenies? No, now I don't think so. I, they're, they're probably on some other crazy. Stuff. They're probably on something more advanced, yeah. right? Yeah, who knows? Dare Because to get through that season and <laughs> play at that stuff. level with that energy and that whatever focus, man, that is a grind. Absolutely, I'd love it. It'd be the greatest life in the world, but still, it's a grind. We should have a big bowl of greenies for the radio show. We should. <laughs> Morning radio should have. Bring the greenies back. Can I take some LSD and do a We could call no my hitter on, uh, Yeah, be a, a no-hitter. Morning show. That'd be legend. No, no hitter meaning no jokes Yeah, work. no jokes hit. <laughs> That'll be the legend of Jimmy's going to be like, you got to know, no. Yeah, you got to know. Seriously, we'll be going in the 8 o'clock hour. No one talk to Terry. Why? He has a no-hitter. What does that mean? None of his jokes have hit. Nothing's hit. <laughs> Why? He took LSD an hour ago. He's literally talking about a story we did two hours ago. <laughs> But like, did you see that rough the cat over there? Yeah. Terry thinks I'm a dragon. <laughs> Let's go with it. Uh, we'll bring the greenies back. We'll call them Wysockies. All right. Yeah. There you go. The there greenies. You go. I like it. You should so, be able to drink beer in the clubhouse, too. I like that. You got a name after it. Wiz Khalifa has his own weed, so you got nice. your... Does Wiz have his own weed? Yeah, it's called KK. 
Khalifa Kush. That's awesome. Huh. Wow. Smoking wow. on that KK. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Khalifa Kush. Sure, I mean, I'm anti-drug. Yeah. got a whole song about it, too. I am anti-drug, except if it's named after you. <laughs> That's pretty cool. cool. Come on, So yeah. Wasaki's is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> we got to come up with Kryn Bars. <laughs> Kryn Bars. <laughs> and for Mike, since he's excited about it, we got to get some kind of strain of weed for you when it legalizes. Yeah, what would it? When it's legalized in Pennsylvania, we'll do that. Just sassy, sassy, sassy. sassy. That sounds like something, something Andy Cohen would yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Hello and Bravo tonight. Sassy, sassy weed. <laughs> sassy, oh sassy weed. Yeah. Just gets you high. It just gets you high and fabulous. So you just start <laughs> waving to be high. I got it. Assassin. That's it. <laughs> Jesus. What I love is that you're the first person that's ever come up with that. My name is Assassin. You know what? I, I thought it was genius. Assassin. <laughs> I literally thought Terry was the first person to do that. But like, what is this? This is that assassin. Mm-hmm. This stuff will nice knock there. you out. Yeah, there you go. It'll knock you out with this the is crim- an unknown assassin. We'll throw on some crim so, bars and some wasaki. So Terry is uh, to be congratulated. Uh, everybody in our podcast world, who've been. With us the last few years, and uh, <laughs> many of you really—it's just kind of yeah. cool. They've been with us for a few years, three they years have. now, uh, going on—you know, three years. You've been listening for three years, and and you know, it's uh, the greatest connection in the world. It really is. We appreciate you listening and the loyalty. And um, so you have to know—you know—you know about us. You know our lives. And Terry is going to become a father, uh, and he will be. A father tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Um, so by the time you guys hear this, I'll be a daddy. His lovely wom- girl, uh, woman, Cherise. Right? I mean, the okay. first no restrictions baby. Yeah. First baby. The next generation. <laughs> the first morning show baby, too. Yeah. Yeah. Is the first Q92. We'll be live baby. from the birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to do the show. It'll be a two for Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad it's not twins. Thank God. We have been doing the morning show every day. We love the morning show, and it'll be the first morning show baby and podcast. And the first no restrictions baby. So we got to get our no restrictions We got to get a t shirt and a whole little ones. Yeah. No restrictions onesie and a Q92 onesie. So, so that's a that's a that's a big deal, a big responsibility. Man. There's it a lot is. of dads out there, moms that listen to the show. I mean, I never had, we never had kids. I mean, it's work. I have cousins and nieces and nephews, and I watch them for like six hours, and I'm done. It's exhausting. <laughs> I do that too. Right? Like, you I done do it? it every day. I've done it for a few hours, and I'm just like. I am so. I'm much ready to fall asleep before they am. I'm trying to stay awake to keep them to put them to bed because I'm exhausted. <laughs> I have so much respect for parents, for, oh for moms God. and dads out there listening. I have so much so respect hard. for you. It's beyond belief, man. And and mm-hmm. they are the, the kids are funny though. Yeah, they're hilarious. Like the, my, my nieces, nieces are funny. but that's why when everybody you ever see in a store like some kid acting up, you're like, why isn't that parent doing something? Because he's exhausted. They're, they're <laughs> numb. <laughs> that's why they're not yeah. doing. They're numb for crying out loud. Yeah. You try having a kid. Completely yeah. numb. That's why your parents acted the way they acted because they were just just tired. Now Terry's <laughs> going to put up with this, but I notice with my uh, you know watching my my sister in law. There's always people that don't have kids giving advice to people who have kids. Oh, yeah. I, I love and that's that. who you want to take the advice from. Parenting. Exactly. But they always yeah. get the parenting advice. It's like, going uh-huh, to a, yeah. it's like going to a priest for marriage counseling. Yeah, yeah. 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 listen to them going, you know, I don't think the baby should eat that. As when, oh, thanks a lot, Dr. Spock. What the fuck? You have any kids? No, then shut up. Yeah. Don't give them Skittles. Don't that's give them. not good to get wound up. <laughs> <laughs> there's no well, there's no real, there's no handbook for it, I guess. And no, it's scary going in, right? I was going to um, 
uh, I was thinking of taking parenting classes, but like Lord knows my hours are crazy. Uh, but <laughs> you know, I don't sleep. But it, what ended up happening was a buddy of mine took parenting classes, and he was saying how. Uh, I said, how was parenting class? He's like, oh, they just taught me 365 ways a baby can die. What? Like, that's oh, literally that's what it is. That's what it is. It's, he said, like, they're, they tell you different ways a baby can blow up. Not, what, he's, whoa, whoa, whoa. not really blow up. How do they blow up? He, they, <laughs> they don't. They got to learn this, being absolutely I do babysit, But no, you know? like, there's so many things. Teach that, me. <laughs> it's scary because they're like, they're like, okay, you got to lay the baby this way. Don't keep uh-huh. specific pillows. The baby could suffocate. The baby Hold could it. die this way. Don't give the baby this to eat. Don't ah. give the baby this. Don't do it. And there's just so much responsibility. That's why I... That's why it's so hard to touch other people's kids. Yeah. Because if something happens to that kid, you're like, man, like. If they're too I'm little, I don't want to hold yeah, them. Yeah, it's when too they're too much, little, I'm going to crush something. Like, I'm, I don't I'm t- know. You know, I'm like, ah. Oh, so yeah, a, new, a newborn baby, kid. yeah. You do feel like you can yeah, anytime just, like, just yeah. do anything. Yeah, yeah you got to support the neck. grows up and back. he's like about 16 years old and they're like, oh, how are you? Well, I. I got to tell you, I'm all right, but I can't add or subtract. Why? Mike Wysocki hit my fucking soft spot when I was little. <laughs> That's exactly how yeah, it is. Yeah, he sold my head. His thumb went in there, and he should have learned. He had some Khalifa cushion. He was holding a baby for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Some KK. Hold my head. Now I can't add a subtract. Thanks, Mike Wysocki. Oh, I hate that jerk. hate that guy. I hate that jerk and his greenies. <laughs> can't believe they let a speed freak babysit me. <laughs> now I'm smoking Khalifa well, cushion, popping Wysockis. Well, you're right. Smoking that there assassin. Are, so there's a lot things i mean <laughs> there's a lot that, of what's that's that's not to scare the hell out of you it is it? i mean that's the scary part about it because you're like oh you know this is my first kid so you know with sharice right she has kids it's not a thing and then you know i had my nieces but she's one she's one yeah, was yeah. one right so i never had to change okay any diapers and do anything mm-hmm. it was just I'm like pretty much a master of the diaper changes like oh yeah terry invited me to the At baby the shower. shower by the way i never went to a baby shower terry invited because i thought it was this was a co-ed one. Yeah, it was co-ed. And it was like, I always wondered what went on there. That's it, what the kids are doing nowadays. I got to tell co-eds. you. Yeah, they do. I am yeah. telling you right now. The kids. The kids. The kids. They're nutty. They, they, they do that. They do the co-eds. I got to tell you, I am a huge fan of the baby shower. Yeah, you never thought you would I'd be. I mentioned this a little before, but yeah, uh, I tell you why. They're early in the day. Don't screw up the night. The food's spectacular. Yeah. You get mimosas and stuff. You eat dinner. You got to play a couple goofy games. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, you get great food. He blindfolded and, and changed the diaper. Oh, yeah. My baby wouldn't have never made it 12 hours. Yeah. It blindfolded the baby. It wasn't good. We had a diaper thing or something. The, the crazy thing about finding out, you know, I mean, going into this transition of becoming a parent. Yeah. I never realized how much people hate kids. What? Until you, what you start to kids? have kids, what? Like, what do you mean? like you talk to people and they're like, "I hate kids. Kids are terrible. They're really? disgusting. They're scum." And it's like you they're were a kid. Scum. Like, what do you think happened? Bill Maher had the great Is that quote. A dad saying that somebody? No, no, it's just funny. like random like, people. Imagine that if you have like you I'm know like, their kids going, "I hate kids, Dad." Did you, did <laughs> you like, mean that? Little dirty bastard. You ever, you, you ever hear <laughs> the, like, the, great, wow. the great Bill Maher quote? He says, "Kids are the wor- world's worst house guests." One thing. That we got, we got to make sure you can't. Well, no, you can do this. I could put up with everyone else. Why not? <laughs> you got to hear from everybody who has a kid. I, did you notice this? Everybody has a kid. Let me tell you something. There were six crayons out there, <laughs> and my little Jakey knew which one the red one was. <laughs> He's a genius. genius. Yeah, He's a genius. They're all smart. He oh. drew a house. He <laughs> drew a house in a tree it was really 
beautiful. He's, he's 19. You should try. <laughs> but it's beautiful. And they're always test genius when they're like 10. They, uh-huh. they really do. Yeah, There's yeah. always some test. You can pay to have done and then let they say, oh, it your must, kid's a genius. And then you go tell everyone what a genius your yeah, kid's There are. has to be a test out there, some genius test. Oh, yeah. Because I, I have like seven or eight friends who told me this move. Mm-hmm. Where'd they go? I'll tell you what. My little Jakey took that Pennsylvania uh, blah, blah, blah test. Have you heard of it? <laughs> and of course I lie and go, yeah, I've heard, yeah, of, it. heard of it. And they go, uh, yeah, it just tells where they are. And, uh, well, he's in the top 1%. You, genius. Well, I, mm-hmm. I, I told you my mom was, a, she was a substitute teacher over at Fox Chapel. Mm-hmm. And that's what the parents would do is they'd, they'd shop through psychiatrists mm-hmm. to find one that would test them as a genius. Right. So like the school so would they sit, do this. Yeah. yeah. The, the school would sit there and say, no, your kid's not a genius. Yeah. And then they'd eventually find a psychiatrist who would do it. Says, uh-huh. yeah, they are. And then they'd come back with the test and go, yeah, we found this one psychiatrist that says my kid is a genius. Jakey co- is a genius. It yeah. cost us a lot of money, but you can tell you can yeah. our kid's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> so they could officially say, yeah, yeah, our kid took this XYZ test and has a genius rating. My kid's smarter than yours. Yeah. yeah. Your so kid's a Jakey's dumbass. In, Jakey's in <laughs> juvie at age 16. <laughs> Like, you were a genius, Jakey. It's like a parent. It's a parent you competition. It is. It is. That, I mean, to this day. Oh, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. That and traveling teams. Those are the other well, two. Things. That's yeah, the thing. Every that other is. kid, too. That's another thing I'm getting a lot with everybody who has kids. <laughs> every kid is a. Is, let me tell you something about mm-hmm. Jake. <laughs> He's playing hockey. He had nine goals. <laughs> He's not like the other kids. He's an amazing. I don't know what it is. It's a gift. And they all, yeah. and they, they all of a sudden, they, they, they right? They, no, how true. many of us have that, that yeah. friend who has the kid yeah. who's going to be a pro athlete? Oh, they always. He's the all-star. He's, He's the, the all-star. I played Division One football. All, the, all my buddies who played Division One football, none of us were on the traveling team. The guy no? who was on the traveling team was the kid that eventually quit when he was 15 years old and <laughs> started to do traveling the traveling team. And been on the K. Yeah, the really good – at the end of the day, what gets you a Division One scholarship or in the NFL or the NBA right. is genetics. You just got to be a health yeah. athlete. And yeah. health, keeping your health Yeah, and up. keeping your health. As That's long it. as you don't get hurt. Not getting but, hurt, yeah. You know, the thing with the, the competition is, like, even to this day, like, you know, parents do that. Like, I know, oh, God, I know yeah. my mom and dad are like, yeah, look what my son's doing. You know what I'm saying? And your son's still selling crack. But my son's the best crack dealer. <laughs> yeah. Look, look how many kilos he moved. But only got 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, right. My son's on top of crack pyramid. <laughs> You're not gonna beat that. Yeah, in Western Pennsylvania, you'll never find a better crack dealer than my son. Right? My son, my Jakey sells crack and meth. <laughs> His so crack there. house is the best. He tested out the highest crack dealer. One percent the crack. One percent, top one percent, Jakey. But is. no, I, you're absolutely right. A lot of people do that with their kids, where they and then I just look back at my childhood, like. Mm-hmm. Growing up, my parents put me in, you know, these different schools, and I, I remember having really low self esteem because I didn't feel like I was as I was a chubby kid growing up, so I wasn't as athletic. Wait, let's in get those early in seventeen. Uh, yeah. For those of us with <laughs> ravaged faces, <laughs> lacking in some so uh, little lovers, a little tear runs down Jimmy's face, single teardrop, <laughs> sitting home all alone. <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> Go ahead, Let's hear the story. 
I'm already emotionally spent. I can't do anything else. Terry's the best looking guy. Jesus Christ. Looks like a movie star. I don't want to hear your freaking pitiful childhood, man. The guy's built like an Adonis. Look at the movie star. For crying out loud. Yeah. Talent. Talent. Everything. I was popular. This guy. I had a rough two months in 1989. The guy looks like a movie star. He gets standing ovations. Women throw themselves at him. You know, we're just like waving, going, trying to get attention. They throw themselves at him. And I got to hear you tell me about your your freaking childhood. When I was nine years old, I wasn't attracted to You're doing so well now. You got to have some balance. Well, yeah, you're right. But no, what? Well, everything you just said was right, by the way. That's what he said. Yes. No, but when uh, <laughs> you know, growing up, I didn't. You know, I was like concerned Wait, did you about. You want to get like seven girls instead of eight? No, like times? I didn't think I was smart enough. And <laughs> you stuff always like remember that, the one you know? that rejects you, Jimmy. True. Always. Oh, oh yeah. Cause, no, I really do. But no, we um, all do. It's like all human. Five, Twelve of them. Uh, they double tap on Instagram. Um, but no, what happens <laughs> is um, what happened. You know, just growing up. I want to hear this horrible childhood thing. <laughs> no, well, what I'm just saying is, like, growing up, I didn't feel like I was the smartest kid. And my mom and dad would always just tell me, "Hey, you know, just do the best you can. Be good at what you can do. You can." be anything mm-hmm. and like there was times where like even the schools thought i had a learning disability because i was just didn't want to do the work i was mm-hmm. one of those kids that like to entertain that's mm-hmm. what i like to do luckily right. you know it worked out for me entertainers now. uh yeah we, we do that we can't help it so i i don't want my you know i don't want to be that dad too that's like look at my daughter she's a genius she's the smartest fucking person in the world yeah. but i really want to give her a chance like yo just just play it out. Tell you a, I, yeah, yeah, Be yeah. Prince. Tell you a screwed up story about. That. So I lived in Midland, Texas for two years. Okay, yeah. and so back in back then, and still to this day, you know everything's about standardized testing. Everything's standardized testing. So part of the standardized testing was we had to write a short story. Yeah. Okay. So we took the practice for the self for the story in Texas, and I wrote the short story. And they brought me in, and they said, you cannot do this again. You will screw up the entire school score, everything like that. And I'm right. like, how bad was it? What's wrong? They literally told my parents it was too creative. Wow. Really? It was too out there. It was yeah. too creative. And so like, I was wow. like, that's an issue? And they're like, yes, it's too whatever. You best get out of town, Yeah, son. you bet. With your creativity, <laughs> boy. Yeah, who you think y'all are? By the way, this was Midland, Texas, or home of George W. Bush. So of if course. you want to know why that uh-huh. guy's the way That's he is. They were probably like, you know what? He's going to be able to have a free mind. <laughs> He's not going to be racist. Yeah, you're thinking too much for yourself, boy. We uh, need him to be racist like all of us. Uh, we need s- one single goal, boy. <laughs> we're sorry. We don't like your creation. <laughs> too creative. You need to go creation, back to that creative. Pittsburgh if that's even a real place. Get back to Pittsburgh, please. <laughs> no, no, Jimmy, you were you create. creation-y. This Growing is just first You believe in creationism. <laughs> this is, now, this happened. I'm not making this up. You guys never heard this story. <laughs> Listeners never heard this story. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. You talk about having a tough time. First grade was just not good for me. I was real quiet. Like, I was a little John Hankley, man. I was a little scary little kid. But, but you were a genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was yeah. Yeah. like Jakey. Uh-huh. But, no, but, but but anyway, so they. I remember they had this thing where the, the this nun, Sister Bernadette, who was basically the one I do my act, kind of Sister Mary Charles Bronson. Mm. She looked she looked more like Stallone, though. Really, Sister That's Bernadette. Later, more of a little behind the door, behind like the scenes. Old Stallone yeah. or young Stallone? Old, young Stallone. Like, like you know, Rocky first Rambo, Rock, Rocky one. Well, then she like was he still had a little layer of fat. He wasn't <laughs> little all bit, ripped. A little by bit that. of fat, you know what I mean? Thought this is the better day, you know what I mean? <laughs> and for some reason, this she I, she didn't like me. 
for whatever reason. I was little. I was like seven years old or six <laughs> or seven. And you could tell she she's just, you know, whatever. And, yeah. I, and I remember they had a parent-teacher thing. And I was all happy because this is like, I'm first grade. And uh, my mother was there and, and Sister Bernadette was there. And my mother is standing there and goes, well, how's my son doing? And Sister Bernadette says, Mrs. Kren, your son, Jimmy, is retarded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son, what? <laughs> right hand of God. And I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm like beaming. Like I think he's going to say something. And I'm like... What does that mean? Oh, really? she said it in front of you? Yes, I was there. Oh, you know, that's <laughs> I, mean, I was sitting there. Oh, yeah, they, they don't want you to parent teacher with the kid anymore. <laughs> oh, no, no, they don't. See, that was a time frame where wow. they didn't give a shit. They was beating y'all's asses and saying shit was, like that in front I of parents. I beat him so much, I think he's retarded. <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a little kit, a little, you know, a little desk thing. Oh, my, my God. mother was standing there. She oh, was man. at the desk, and I was all happy. I thought I was going to get, I thought I was going to get, Little Jimmy is a genius, one percent. That's true. Whatever. Well, I, and for your mom too to hear that. I, I was like, I remember just thinking, hmm, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! In first grade, you, you, you were knew like, that, that word. Was, yeah. yeah, you knew that I word, and you knew. Alley. Oh, yeah. for sure. You grew up in an alley. <laughs> and you're like, you heard that. And it applies to this situation. <laughs> yeah. So, so what did what did your oh, mom say? What did she? She do? was pissed. Obviously, I guess she yelled so. at her and all that and whatever. But. You know, once that, once that genie's once that genie's out of the bottle, once you use the R word, yo, that's messed oh, up. Oh man, yo. wasn't real politically correct. Either, I don't have it? any clinical proof of this. I don't have any clinical. Yeah, but there's, there's yeah, something going something. on with this kid. He doesn't talk much. <laughs> this kid's a fucking retard. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. Your son Jimmy, and I thought she was a good student or something, is retarded. My mother will back that story up. That is an absolute Yo, true story. That's one of the worst funniest stories yeah. ever. That was a quote. See, yeah. by the time it got to me, it was that I had a learning disability. It wasn't retarded. It was probably learning. It's because, well, see, <laughs> you probably didn't even have these that. Most, I had a learning disability. These yeah, nuns weren't very trained. They weren't the most trained te- teachers back then. Man, I think young kids with high imaginations have more personality. Like, it, I don't know, man. I don't think it's a learning disability. You're just very creative and you're good at doing one thing. It's just that well, when you're in school that nun, young, you thing. have to do all these bullshit classes. I got, I got mm. that explained to me when I was like a couple years ago is that a lot of times they diagnose learning disabilities because there's different types of IQs. If you're real high in one and just average in another, then they'll diagnose that as a learning disability. So yeah. that's what happened with me. There, there was a, we used to have to go to church every day. This is none. This is that year. Sister Bernadette. Who scared me, right? She's really scary. <laughs> I bet she did. Right? And mean. Beating you and calling mean. you retarded. Yes, exactly. So, so she's beating a retarded kid? That's yes. not cool. No, 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 no. Little right? Jimmy. And uh, Little Jimmy. there was a we, had a, we had a mass every day at 7 o'clock. You had to go to mass. And, and the, the school bully, okay, was this Davey Magaha. Davey Magaha had like long, this is first grade. Like he had long name. sideburns and a little mustache going. Nice already. So I know he's probably twelve or something. Maybe he's in he the help. Irish mafia already. He no, he's, held back. no, he's currently a program director at a, a radio station. He's a CEO. <laughs> he's absolutely yeah. Uh, or GM. Yeah. Or Doyle rules. Yeah, absolutely. But he was kind of the say the call letters rules. Yeah, he was like the bully. This, this you know kind of you kind of afraid. They had, mm-hmm. they had first, second, and third grade all together in this school, St. Wenceslas. So he was like in third grade, maybe for two or three years. But he was in. Third grade. Oh, 
<laughs> so I'm in first, and he's the bully. So you got you know you got to lay low, mm-hmm. or you're just gonna just lose your milk money, get beat up, and all that stuff. Anyway, I I uh, he comes up to me. Now don't forget, no one's I'm quiet. I am like crazy, crazy quiet. And he comes up to me and he hands me a church. He says, "I want you to hold this envelope for me and give it to me at the end of school." And I go, "Okay, Davy," because I'm thinking, "I'm in with this kid." He's this bully. He trusts me. He trusts me. And uh, I put it in his, his plastic school bag. I had. And uh, you, this orange plastic bag. So I put it in this orange stupid plastic school bag they gave us. So I put it in there with my books and stuff. And, and I go in. And Sister Bernadette comes in. She starts pulling down the blinds. And she says, I want to tell everybody right now, nobody leaves this room. Somebody. Stole Michael Corey's milk money, and there's Michael Corey crying. He's standing up there, he's just crying. And I go, I'm <laughs> sitting there, my hands up above the desk, huh? Mm-hmm. Letting her know I have no weapon. But I'm hitting- <laughs> 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 hands above the desk. I'm thinking, who would do that? Who would steal Michael Corey's milk money? I Poor can't kid. believe that. And I look in my bag. I don't know why. I'm gonna set that that thought. And uh, I look at. The envelope that Dave gave me, and it said on the envelope boldly, <laughs> "Michael Corey's milk money." Oh, oh son! Yeah, he gave me the milk money, and you know me, I ain't no snitch. <laughs> but I don't know what to do. She's up there. She's got these real thick clacking shoes, and and these that I remember that real thick ankles, Ooh. big lady, Stallone-ish. and she's going. I'm gonna look through everybody's desk. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I don't know what to do. So I take it and I like wedge it on this in the desk. I try to hide it. Mm. She catches me, man. She's like a detective on ID uh. channel. She comes at me flying like a linebacker. I start running, <laughs> and I had a, I, I either dress up in school like get that tie. So I had these hard shoes like tap shoes, uh. and you'd hear her shoes clicking in mine on the floor. <laughs> and you'd hear, and we played a cat and mouse game for ten oh minutes. God. It must have went. She couldn't catch me. I was little and fast. You'd hear, and she would, and these kids are watching us, just tracing around the room till she caught me. She dove and got me, jacked me up against the wall. Jack Lambert style. Jack Lambert style. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get out. The doors locked. It was like a like a horror movie. Like you couldn't get out and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I got beat for that one. Oh man, that's so messed up. I know. See, bullies are that. That's another thing that I'm concerned about, man. Is bullies in the future? Well, yeah, you know that's part of it. You're going to have people steal milk money. I just don't want my daughter to be as traumatized as me, and but she could be and become very entertaining. Well, you did. Did you get bullied? Yeah, I, I, I didn't really get him. bullied too much. I was oh, pretty, I I was pretty good. You know what? I made bro. people laugh. <laughs> Yo, Kevin Barlow used to. I think I was. Keep, remember remember Kevon Barlow? Yeah, yeah. 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 Kevon Barlow was. Um, if you ever watched the movie Friday, he was Debo in Garfield, like on Kincaid Street. When he came around, everybody was like, "Oh, here comes Kevin." He's so, playing the NFL for like five or six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was a really good running back, yeah. and he played for Pitt with my cousin Demon. But what ended up happening was he would come up and check everyone's pockets when he was in high school going to Peabody. So you'd just be standing there, and you'd be like, "Hey, what's up, Kevin?" And he, but what's going on with you? And why he's saying what's going on with yeah. you? He's reach, filling in your pockets to see if you got something to take. And then he would do that. He would just beat up everyone. Oh man, we used to get bullied all the time at Garfield. It was. But see, the bully. the bully though, the bully thing though, ke- teaches you how to maneuver in life. I think it does. It makes you a better person. It teaches you how to duck and stay away from the bully. 
You just got to deal with assholes. Yeah, yeah. You were, yeah, basically, you were a big guy in school, right? Were you a big guy? Did you get well, bullied? I mean, well, there's always some. It, that's it's. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk like Mr. Miyagi. It's like you know. There's always somebody bigger. So I mean, like, did you get bullied ever? A little. Did you? Everybody has older kids that you right. know look down and all this other kind of stuff. Just steal your milk. Yeah, steal my. Well, no one ever stole anything from me. But I mean, yeah, like I you know, someone would. Because the thing that happened with me was when I moved back from Texas. I was in Texas garb, which means basically the, the the jeans were a lot more blue. And then I come back to Pittsburgh in 1987, and everybody's acid watch dressed like they're from Warrant, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and you know with the mullets and stuff like that. And I'm like walking in looking like I'm from Midland, Texas, and everyone's like, you know. And also, I went to Fox Chapel, so if you didn't have like the newest shit. Like, if you didn't have the newest pair of shoes, the newest, nicest right. stuff, then they'd be like, ha, 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 you don't have the newest, nicest stuff. You're not wearing Bugle Boys. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're not wearing Gotcha. You're not yeah. wearing the newest Jordans. You're not wearing yeah. the newest this. You're not wearing the newest yeah. that. You got, you know what it is? You, you, you got to fight. Like, I was, I didn't even, I think I, I got a couple fights, you know? Yeah. And I was like that crazy quiet kid. Yeah. And then I would go nuts. And then they just thought, he's crazy. Yeah. You do have to get in one fight. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, one I thing. I don't, I don't trust the guy who's never been in a fight. They just watch. They're like, he's crazy. How about you, Mikey? I that's just what Mike said. Like I, you get in I got in one. I won it, and then no one you ever won. messed with me again. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you just gotta win one. How and old? Then it's a, How old were you? Uh, 12, 12 years old. Yeah, Mikey Packy. I'll take him out. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, in a library. In the library. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. What happened? What'd you do? Some guy just saying stuff about my sister. Right hook, right? Shut Boom, up down. Do it. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't too long. Yeah. That guy went on to become a Marine, so really? I beat up a Marine. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. You, could, you could say wow. that. See the one. <laughs> what proved me was on the. We used to play football like on the blacktop, like because Western Pennsylvania it's muddy till basically mid May. Oh, yeah, so yeah. we're playing football on the blacktop. Obviously, we're tough kids, so we're tackle, and um, we're sitting there. And there's other bigger kid. Like we put, they put me on one team and him on the other because he was another bigger kid. He eventually went on to play college football too. Right. And so he was trying to block me, and I jack him up and I put him into the pavement and his like teeth like chipped or something like that and th- just how it is to play you know how it is to go to school at Fox Chapel everyone eventually said oh his dad's gonna sue you oh his dad's gonna sue you <laughs> oh his so dad's got a lawyer his dad's gonna sue Fox you Chapel. all this other kind of stuff oh, so then but that after that they were like yeah he's mean he'll he'll do anything and I was just like I don't care screw him have his dad sue me I don't care <laughs> you didn't so after that Penn yeah, Hills. Sue this. Penn Hills it was just well you got your ass whooped we're all broke I did yeah. have one um Someone did take my bike when I was little off of oh, yeah? like Grand Theft Auto. Just that took was it off? crazy. It was in Washington, PA. But I ended up getting my bike back because the families knew each other. And oh, okay. His uncle gripped him. I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? But um, <laughs> I did get my CD player stolen in 10th grade because I used to I was getting bullied. Like The way our school was is Linton Middle School, when you were in 9th grade, that was kind of like being the seniors of the middle school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we didn't go into high school at 9th grade. We went in at 10th See, grade. See, that's good. So it, it seems like it's good, but when you go from 9th grade being like – Cool, right? And then you go into tenth grade where it's like <laughs> You're back to the oh, bottom. Like, as soon as I came in, Beginning. it was welcome to the jungle. Like that's the song playing. <laughs> yeah, and I'll never forget. Someone stole my um, dad got me a MP3 CD player, and this is how this is like two thousand two, and MP3 uh, CD players were you can get a disc download a bunch of music on it, and right. this is before iP- um, iPods and stuff like the iPod just came out like a following yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. 
And you could put like a hundred tracks on one CD. It was the coolest thing ever. And you put it in and you play it. And I had the CD player. And my dad got it for me. It was the coolest thing. And I would put all my Richard Pryor in it. I had all yeah. of Richard Pryor's albums on one MP3 CD. So I would listen to it all through 10th grade because I was getting like picked on and dealing with a bunch of shit. So what ended up happening was someone stole the CD player during an away game that we had in 10th grade. Right. And I guess everyone's like, yo, he's a, you know, he's quiet. He's, he ain't going to do shit. And I went the fuck off. Like went the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like no one's ever seen before. CD player was in uh, my locker the next day. They said that's it. They were like, Don't this dude's miss. fucking crazy. You gotta go crazy. Like, you can't you pick know, on the kids to get picked do- on. Dr. Mm. Nancy Burke, uh, who was on this show, on the podcast, wrote a great article, uh, and we were honored to be part of it, Braid Magazine, and it was by collaboration of different generations, you know, which were different ages, and it was yeah. funny because you mentioned your thing when you were a kid, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my God, Jesus, am I that old? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to fall, break my hip, and die of pneumonia? You Am did. I that old? You I, didn't I did break have your a hip. fall. Yeah, I did, did have a fault my dog, which I'll oh, tell you everybody. you have to tell this. All right. I, I got to tell this. Story. I was walking my dog. He's a 120-pound <laughs> shepherd. And I, I, I was walking him in the woods. I'm trying to teach him to walk nice on a chain. He's, you know, he's a shelter dog. So he's, his name's Coda. And the shepherd's mm-hmm. walking in. And I'm coming out of the woods. I, I literally got a glove. I got a choker chain. And two ch- and two leashes on him to get him under control. That's how strong he is. True. So I got the chain ripped up on my wrist. Okay, this glove on, and he's doing good. He's walking by dogs. He's not barking. He's not doing. That. I'm just, good boy, good boy. I'm watching. I'm the Caesar Milan, right? I'm thinking yeah. I'm Caesar. So I'm walking by and I say I can't stop because these two neighbor ladies were there and one had a little dog. And I'm like I just got to keep moving. So I keep trying to get by them. Quick hello. They nope. They're like, hey, give me the old way of stopping me, waving. But I'm like, jeez. So I stop. Hey, how you doing? As soon as they say, how you doing? Coda decides to leap at the little dog. But he's 125 pounds, and I'm not kidding. I did a full somersault. Like, I'm like <laughs> with a leash on my hand. It's like, impressive. Yes, and landed on my back. And I'm, and I'm laying there, a blood trickling down my elbow. Um, my my shirt's <laughs> up over my gut. Uh, I got the ass crack going on, <laughs> and I'm getting up staggering. I mean, even the hair was messed up. My cell, my iPhone's broken. It's like you just lost a fight. I just like I lost a fight. Yeah, you just street punks just but, took you out in Green Tree. I was startled. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. But you did a somersault like I, Jerry. I did a somersault like Jerry Lewis. Like, <laughs> and I'm laying there, and Coda is that, that big, you know, those big shepherds with those big tongues, and you hear the breath like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laying there. I'm like kind of out of it, like shaken up. And his little big face, his big face actor is like right over me. And you can see his big tongue on me. And he's looking at me. And he's giving me a look like, let's do that again. That was fun. <laughs> let's do it again the other side. But I'm like, and, and the ladies never, they, they, it's a funny thing was they never said, are you okay or anything? <laughs> They're like kind of talking amongst each other, waiting for me to get up. Like, like this is a trick I do. Yeah, yeah. you're just Mr. Entertainment. I do this all the time. <laughs> and I get up and, and, and I look uh, at them and, I, and I'm staggered. The aristocrats. No. I, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a, for the, and, and the, the fun thing was I'm trying to be so cool. <laughs> and I'm staggering. And I look at them, and the lady has that little dog in her hand. And I, and the first words out of my mouth, trying to be like, I, like I'm, all, I'm fine. And, and I'm talking blood trickling down my elbow, uh, my ear scraped, everything. And I, and I look and go, "How old's your dog?" <laughs> <laughs> that was it. So yeah, how old's your dog? 
Oh man, that that's old so small funny, talk in pain and total pain. The fact they didn't even give a shit and walked away. I just think they were just like they were stunned. Just, like, he was just your yeah, just, your Mister Entertainment. He entertained. Yeah, you. you're just oh my goodness. He, he wanted to flip. show us his little flip. Yeah, <laughs> he's just that's the that kind of entertainer it. Jimmy Crenn is. Yeah. How old are they? The old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 50s. Yeah, 50s. Nice, nice, nice ladies, actually. They're old ladies, yeah. but they're in their 50s? Yeah, they're nice ladies. I thought they were old. in like I'm their old. 70s. I'm old. I'm old. I'm, You're not old. I'm old. Well, the funny thing is, with, with the eras, was, that's what I wanted to say was, um, you were talking about the, the MP3, and you're like, yeah, put 100 songs in it. Now, okay, I'm 55. So 55, it's funny because <laughs> we used to go to a national record mart, it was called, okay? My dad worked at Record Mart downtown. Did he work there? Listen, yeah. that would be cool. Drop. But listen, when you go in. And you put an album on and listen to it on a phone <laughs> to see if you'd like it. And you listen to a couple cuts. Mm-hmm. You say, I like that album. And that's how you'd buy it. You so know, that's crazy because now they have it where it's preloaded with the CD. You put it on. The you scan on. the CD. Oh, okay. And you put headphones on to listen to it. So that's like they try to give people that old school feel. But, the, mm-hmm. you know, it's crazy when you say that. That's like, what it was like. And I mean, it, it, wow. it was when I was little. And it was I miss record quick. stores. I mean, honestly. It was fun. That was great. It was, well, it was fun to do one. You know, it was what we did like Friday night. Go to the record store. It's cool. Go to, had, go uh, to NRM, National Record Mart. Yeah. Video, I mean, cassette tapes, mm-hmm. the Walkman, and then mm-hmm. going in. That, I think oh, that's, I thought it was the greatest with the Walkman. I thought, oh, yeah. was, I thought this was the greatest thing We used ever. to mix. Remember we were talking about making mix CDs in the studio? Uh-huh. Yeah. You yeah. make the mix CDs oh, yeah. and go back. Yeah, one of the most embarrassing stories, though, is uh, my speaking of record stores, uh, my mom, I wanted to get this rap album real bad. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, all the kids had rap, and they was all little. The ratchet kids so they they had the, the opportunity to listen to stuff that i wasn't allowed to listen to so um i wanted to get this i was in a barber shop and, you know the and when you go in the barber shop the men are always talking about stuff and in the uh barber shops in like homewood and garfield yeah the bootleg guy is it like the in. show barbershop like yeah it's like the movie yeah. and you got the guys coming with the bootlegs like got yeah. 10 for five and you need soap you know they're coming in <laughs> yeah and then they all have conversation they're like yo man look at this yo sebo gonna go back to jail man but he got a new album and I'm like, yeah, Sebo's hard. I didn't even know who the Sebo was. So I went to National Record Mart. I went with my mom, and I was like, I want to get a Sebo's tape. And the guy goes, oh, this is explicit. And my mom goes, oh, you can't get this. And then he's like, you knew that. And I'm like, this dude's He's on to it, man. Asshole. He knows your game. I was like, he's an asshole. So my mom had to buy me. The only thing uh, that I was allowed to get yeah. was Aqua. Because he didn't swear? No. Uh, do you know who Aqua is? No. That's the group that sung Barbie Girl. Oh really? Oh, my, no. <laughs> I went in there for Sebo, and my mom got me Aqua. Yeah, they walk out with Aqua. So I'm walking around Garfield on a weekend, and it's I'm a Barbie girl no. in my Barbie oh, world. Oh, this is in my headphones. Everyone else is blasting DMX and stuff. It's all on the streets. You had to tell and, people that too. And I said, "What are you listening to?" Yeah, Terry, DMX, the lot. So I DMX. had to nod my head like I was really listening to something. But in my head, it's like, "Oh, oh, I am the Candy Man. Oh, oh, coming from Bouncy Land." <laughs> Fucking tell you how ever. different. Like, oh, I mean, you talk about like generation. I remember when I lived in Midland, mid eighties. Yeah, yeah. This was when hip hop was just starting to get to Midland, Texas. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I remember we were on a bus we were, we were like going on a field trip and someone had a boombox yeah. and they were playing Run DMC you be illin' okay that's the illest and so yeah we're all sitting there well this is nice everything like that one of the moms got word that we were listening to rap on the bus <laughs> and they literally had an assembly to discuss that we are not allowed to play that filth 
Wow. We are not allowed to assemble an assembly because yeah. the par- the PTA got word that we were playing the dirtiest, most obscene stuff in the history. My mom didn't care. She's from you know she's from up here where they educate people. And um, <laughs> well, whatever happens, these uh, go, Mike. And so, she, like, literally, like she's sitting in here, she's like, I'm really having this. I had to show up here at seven o'clock to discuss that you're playing oh a God. rap song, but like, like that was. Yeah. Like your foot loose. Well, exactly. Remember in the news, yeah. you'd, you'd have that stuff. Crazy. You know, like somebody was listening, to like Ozzy on, and it, they killed people or something. There's yeah. like a satanic stuff. And whatever happened to that? You don't hear that anymore. Uh, well, that's the other yeah. thing. We yeah. need. We need. We don't have any well, new. Well, now it's uh, video games. It's a video game. Grand Theft Auto. Okay. He played a lot of uh, Metal Gear. And uh, a lot of Metal- Call of Duty, and he shot up everybody. It went from the Three Stooges all the way to Grand Theft Auto, Isn't man. that crazy? It mm-hmm. is crazy. Like, to see the different generations it's of just, what they're blaming? Yeah, yes, they blame. it just changed. But that's when it was weird, because, that's like, awesome. when Ozzy Osbourne yeah. came came out as, like, America's dad, I was of the age when, like, I was, He you was know, the devil. Oh, yeah, you could not. The only CD, like you talk about, my mom would buy me Metallica, my mom yeah. would buy me Guns N' Roses, all those kinds. The only one she would never buy me was Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Because Ozzy Osbourne was the devil. Then, then uh, Marilyn Manson had the crown for a while, probably the most oh, recent, yeah. about 10, 12 yeah, years ago. Yeah. Now he's now he's in his mid forties. He lost the crown because you can't have kids. And he's at Denny's. Denny's. Denny's with the kids, going, "I was the devil, you little bastards." <laughs> I'm eating satanic waffles. <laughs> I drank blood to put you through college. Can I use blood instead of syrup on this waffle? <laughs> Some old ladies like, "Do whatever you need to, honey." <laughs> He's like, the funny I need thing you to is, we all wrist. we all end up all right, I guess. You know what I mean? It's like our parents had to go through it. We went through it. Now, Terry, you're going to be a bit dead. With therapy, yeah. Your kids are going to get yeah, therapy. <laughs> I you, see a therapist every day. Now your every your Monday. little one's going to go through, and it's going to be great, man. You're yeah. going to get to live again. Yeah. That whole fun, all the fun stuff. All yeah, the I want to. I want to spoil her, man. I, We're I, all going to spoil her. Yeah, I want. I'm going to be Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy will be fun again. I spoil. Yeah, yeah, it will be. I'm going to spoil her, and then this way, you know, she'll go. I can't be like Uncle Jimmy. He gives me candy and all this stuff. You know, we'll be like, oh, damn it, Jim. <laughs> be texting Jimmy. You Stop did it again. Giving the candy. Stop buying gifts. Now we have an excuse. <laughs> we have an excuse to go to Toys R Us. There you go. I, yeah. just, I, want to, <laughs> I go there anyway. Toys I'm like, R where the Batman stuff at? <laughs> all the movies I want to see. Disney World. That'd be we, great. And I we can't get, wait. We can make excuses to go. You know, the funny thing you say about the Uncle Jimmy thing, when I was mm-hmm. a kid, um, when I was little, I used to have tantrums. And my dad got me one of those. What was the quarterback's name? They had headbands. Jim, Jim McMahon. McMahon. My dad, oh, McMahon. Yeah, Jim McMahon. My dad got me a Jim McMahon headband because I used to bang my head and have little tantrums and stuff. <laughs> little and it, it stopped. <laughs> but uh, one of the funny things, I, I was having a tantrum, and they gave me a cookie, mm-hmm. and they couldn't figure out why I was snapping and everything. There was too much they're sugar like, they're, like, they're like, what is going on? He has a cookie. Yeah. So they called. He's having a little tantrum. Let's give him some right. cocaine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so they called they call my granddad, who was living at the time, yeah. and um, he goes, uh he goes, what's wrong? They said, well, we gave him a cookie and he's crying. He said, how many you give him? One. He's like, well, then give him two. He need one for each hand. He'll be all right. <laughs> Tantrum instantly <laughs> stopped. Tantrum ended. That's uh, going to be Uncle Jimmy. There that's you go. right. Well, that's right. better give you two pretzels. I'll just yeah. give you two. That's it. He only has one. The, the little girl only <laughs> has one doll. Well, I'll buy him another. I'll buy two. <laughs> you get two. Well, I guess you need two. That's it. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to be fun, Terry. Congratulations, buddy. Thank and, you. Uh, and that's, I guess, that's just, hey, uh, I'll enjoy. send you guys a picture tomorrow. Yeah, we went to I hate that. I hate getting the picture of the, yeah. the, the ugly ass mutated baby. No, when you baby, nobody uh, want no ugly ass mutated. Every baby, baby looks like Steve Buscemi when they're born. <laughs> they do. They do look like. Go go gaga. That's what it is. Steve Buscemi. Pretty soon, y'all be looking like a person. Right now, I'm Steve Buscemi. 
Yeah, they all, all babies look good. Be showing me. <laughs> it's true. I'll have her cleaned up for you guys before I take a picture. All right, we'll have She'll a picture. Be all on, fresh. We'll have it all over the internet, jimcrane.com, and yeah. right, Terry's website, obviously, and Terry Jones, right? And yeah, baby. we'll have the picture everywhere of the baby for everyone to see. And yeah, man, congratulations Thank and you. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Appreciated. Uh, you letting us. This was like therapy today. So thank you for letting me get all that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cancel my session right now. Actually, yeah, really. Therapist. Hey, I can't come in today. Yeah, that's that's actually sure everybody bucks, has man. a story like that. Believe me, man. We all have a story like that. It's all fun, though, right? It's part, of, it's part of life, man. It's go, exciting. Bro. That's why uh, you got to laugh. Chris. Yeah, you, you got to laugh, laugh and grow up with mental right? illness. It's awesome. It's fun. <laughs> it's going to happen to you. <laughs> so how's your how's your son? Uh, well, by Mrs. Cranya. Little Jimmy is retarded. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I got a feeling she was more direct. Like she just was going through all oh, the, like right half there. the kids. Half Boom. the kids were retarded. Like your oh, kid yeah. is on retarded. That's kids. she was probably like real. Yeah, she was probably like uh, how's Johnny asshole. Next. <laughs> now, didn't you see her when you were an adult working I, the radio station? I did. I did see another nun who was who was mean, but not as mean as okay. her. What happened that, to that one? That that. One to call me. <laughs> she left the nunnery after like two years and went somewhere. Like left whatever. To she smoke just wasn't drugs built and she, listen to yeah. Grateful Dead. She wasn't built to be a teacher, nor a nun. Yeah, she just wasn't really cut out to teach. I wonder whatever happened uh, to her. The other nun I saw that was me. She was actually, actually not. I mean, she was at. The, they had to be tough. We were. I was from the strip in Northside kids. We were tough kids. So I mean, uh, she was actually nice. I saw her, but she was the disciplinarian. But. um yeah, they retire, man. They go to some nun convent, retire home, and tell war stories about what idiots we were, I guess. <laughs> they have their <laughs> own podcast. <laughs> right now, on their podcast. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, Sister Bernadette, yeah. nun restrictions. Yes. Yeah, I don't know Many restrictions. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, I guess nun I guess restrictions. say her name because I think they make those names up, right? I think they take that name on. Yeah, Sister she, Bernadette. She was tough, man. But look for well, there's probably maybe hopefully she's alive. I hope so. She's a little old lady, looks like Stallone. Now with the she's HGH. Listening. <laughs> she's listening right now. Like she crap. looks like expendable Stallone. Exactly. <laughs> you the kid was retarded. I told you. I told you. She's I listen, called it. Listen, yeah, listen I to that, it. Listen to that podcast. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Really? How far off am I? All the other nuns are nodding. Yeah, you got some. You got a point, man. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, don't forget to check us out, Q92.9 FM, every uh, weekday morning, 9 a.m. to 5. And, of course, uh, every week uh, is our podcast, Jim Crane, No Restrictions. 9 a.m. to 5? Uh, I'm sorry, 6 a.m. to 9. He just needed a nap. It's all tired. 6 a.m. to 9. I'm, I'm like, those are our I'm like getting punch drunk here all of a sudden. Nap time for Uncle Jimmy. Five. I'm working 9 to 5. 9 oh, to 5. Jesus. I'm like, Holy crap! I'm on. That's a, I'm on that's a shift. All, we're on all day, guys. All day, and night. Yeah, six a.m. Well. to nine, five days a week. That's what I meant to say. Six in the nine, five days a week. I do get the numbers right. All right, Sister Bernadette was right. So, Mike, you're trying to make a point. She was right, aren't you? That's how I. <laughs> Don't they ever let us leave? My mom dropped me on my head when I was little. Right? That's what happened. <laughs> Show gets popular enough. Like your shift is when we tell you to leave. <laughs> six to nine. And you can stream it on TuneIn Radio, uh, Simple. There's the Simple app and uh, Simple Radio. And you can uh, stream it on uh, 92.9fm.com. Yeah. Like I said, of course, we're all over on the Sideshow Network. Tell a friend. The best podcast network in the country. Sideshow Network. And we thank uh, Diversity. And we also thank 
uh, puzzle packs. Diversity is a uh, the great vapor shop, and they make the best mm-hmm. liquids. If you're doing the e uh, stuff, I'm t- I do the vapor myself. I actually do, uh, love all the flavors up there. We're going to do a video with the guys. I'm going to bring these guys up to to check it out one day to see Buddy Hall's place at Diversity. It's in uh, Dormont here in Pittsburgh. And, of course, Puzzle Packs, which are these cool uh, for your six-packs, your logo, your company logo. Uh, it's very great. Pr- there's some great prices. And you get all that here at jimcran.com. You'll find all our sponsorships. Uh, we thank them both for sponsoring us. We really appreciate it. And I uh, you know, hope they're with us a long time. They're great products. It's Jim Cran, no restrictions. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, it's Jim Cran of Jim Cran No Restrictions. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you for listening to the show. We have a little over 100,000 subscribers now, every week listening to the show. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or JimCran.com and subscribe today. And thanks again. If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com.